Entrepreneur on Fire 744. John Lee Dumas is here with your daily dose of inspiring entrepreneurs. Welcome to Entrepreneur on Fire and prepare to ignite. Video courses available for all experience levels await at lynda.com, and I've worked out a deal to give you a special offer. Access the entire library for free for seven days at lynda.com slash fire. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash fire. Wish you and your accountant or bookkeeper were on the same page? When you use Zero, you are. Sign up for a free 30-day trial at zero.com slash podcasts. That's X-E-R-O dot com slash podcasts. Fire Nation, the countdown has commenced. John Lee Doom is here and I am fired up to bring you our featured guests today, Jill and Josh Stanton. Jill and Josh, are you prepared to ignite? Bring the heat, baby. (laughs) (laughs) Dude, I was born to ignite. Yes! (laughs) Jill and Josh are a couple of wanderlusting lifestyle entrepreneurs who are hell-bent on teaching others how to replace their income, escape their nine-to-five grinds, and live the life they want to live, not the life they think they have to live. Jill and Josh, you crazy kids, I've given Fire Nation just a little insight, so take a minute, share about you two personally, and then expound upon the biz. Sweet. Okay. Well, we are two couplepreneurs. We're just <laughs> chilling in Thailand and Southeast Asia right now. And what we do is we essentially help other couplepreneurs figure out solid ways to replace their income and create a business they love with the one they love. So it's based through training videos, webinars, podcasts, the whole lot. Yeah. So Screw the 9 to 5 was kind of born out of a, an idea on our wedding week. So We're in Costa Rica and we're sitting on our patio looking out over the bay in uh, the Papagayo area. And we're like, man, we have so many people. This is when we already had our online business. We have so many people who are asking us how we do what we do. And it's kind of annoying sort of telling people one by one, like, (laughs) well, you you can do this and this. And then no one goes out and does it. We're like, why don't we just create a site, create a resource where we can put down all these ideas. And then when people ask us how we do what we do, we can say, go check out screwthenunderfive.com because all the information's right there. Yeah, and this should have been probably the one week we weren't working, but we're, <laughs> <laughs> we're two psychopaths. So we worked the whole week pretty much. <laughs> well, I can vouch for the fact that you guys are not psychopaths. We actually became <laughs> fast friends out in Cebu, the Philippines, a handful Cebu, of months. Cebu, Cebu, <laughs> Cebu. Uh, inside joke, but it's a song, Fire Nation. And uh, you guys just struck me right away as being people that you actually, you never work because the word work just doesn't apply to you. It doesn't apply to me because we are just so in love with what we do day to day that it's just like we can't not do it like it's it's kind of like handcuffing not to do and we were actually talking about recent vacations that we've taken where we were like oh my god like I just want to get home back to my studio so I can just start working again and getting out this content so totally get it and you guys were thriving in that conference and have only taken your biz to the next level since then and I can't wait to expound upon that and share with Fire Nation exactly what that means but Before we do, guys, we always start Entrepreneur on Fire Off with a success quote. So, Jill, take it away and share how do you apply this quote to your life? Okay, sweet. So my favorite quote that I always live by is, life begins at the end of your comfort zone. And it's from Neil Donald Walsh. Walsh, sorry. And how we apply it to our business. I think anytime something feels like, you know, it's getting a little too comfy is when you you have to realize hmm, maybe I should like shake things up. Maybe I should test something new. Maybe I should get a little uncomfortable again because once you push past those like comfort barriers and you get into an area where you're sort of like, oh, this is a little uncomfortable. I'm not sure what I do here. I'm a little fearful. That's where all the magic happens because you really start to realize what you're work or what you're made of and don't you agree, Josh? Don't you? Josh, you approve yeah. of this quote? <laughs> I, yeah, I do, like, I do. chime we, in here, please. We talked about this for a while because we kind of went back and forth with the answer to this question. We're like, uh, I don't know, Jill. I like this quote. I like, I like this, this one quote. better. But you know what? This is one that we definitely both agreed on because it, it is true. You know, uh, 
especially at the end of, say, a launch, you've you created something in a launch and you're, you're kind of like, oh, the launch is over. Now we can kind of relax for a bit and just be comfortable. But that's the worst thing to do. The best thing to do is just get started with a new project to kind of push yourself again because that's how you're going to reach those next goals. I mean, I guess you could take like one day off. One day. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're going to be doing that in Mexico in a few months, guys. So just Holla. realize in a few months we'll both be taking a few days off to uh, to hang out in the tropic sun. Let's not lie, though. We're going we're gonna to all do We'll work. be talking biz <laughs> the whole time, but it'll be good biz and powerful yeah. stuff. But I mean... You too. I couldn't agree with you more with this quote. And I mean, Fire Nation has heard me say it time and time again. If I go more than a couple days where I can't honestly look in the mirror and say, John, what did you feel uncomfortable about within a couple days? Like, and I can't answer that question, then I need to check myself and say, okay, it's time to really get out there and do something that pushes the envelope that makes me uncomfortable. And, you know, a great recent example for me is I had Creative Live give me a call and they said, you know, John, we want you to come. It's short notice, the middle of October and speak at creative live you know it's probably going to be broadcast in front of 70,000 people and it's, you're going to be doing it with Alex Bloomberg of the new podcast startup and I was like oh my god my head's exploding I'm like I just got back from a massive trip to Maine like I can't do this is too much and I'm like wait a second this is making me uncomfortable yes I will do it and I locked it in and like you know because that's the type of thing Fire Nation as entrepreneurs you need to do so Great way to frame this interview, guys, with that theme to start off with. And what we're going to do now is dive into our first story. And this story is of a failure that Jill, Josh, you experienced at some point in your journey. So take us to that moment in time and let's really analyze the lessons you learned. Almost a year ago, it was around November 18th. It's crazy that I remember this, but this is how, how real <laughs> it was. 2.23 a.m. <laughs> Actually, John, it was 8 a.m. Okay. Who would wow. be up at 2.23 a.m.? <laughs> In Cebu. <laughs> yeah. So when we first started Screw the 9 to 5, we didn't really know what to do with it. We didn't really have a focus or a direction. We were just sort of throwing things at the wall to see what sticks. And we thought we were on a roll. We thought we had this like thriving community. Our our email list was a whole 500. <laughs> and we're like, oh, this seems like a perfect time to launch a product. And we didn't ask anyone if they wanted it. We didn't do our research. We just created a product. It was a guest blogging product. And we created one that we thought everyone would find helpful because we used it so heavily in our affiliate marketing business before we started Screw that we're like, yeah, this will be a blockbuster. And I remember we put four months of our time, of our heart and soul into this thing. We sunk $5,000. And we were so sure it was going to do so well. And I remember waking up that day with just a pit in my stomach thinking, oh, crap, something doesn't feel right here. I think we, I think we screwed this up. <laughs> and not one person that whole day bought. And I remember just ugly crying the whole day. The whole day. <laughs> the whole day. I just ugly cried because we had put so much of our whole everything into this product. And it wasn't until the next day, <laughs> once I finally reeled it back in. Um, you still cried though the next day. Obviously. <laughs> but it was, it was less ugly cry the next day. Yeah, it was like almost, it was on the border of pretty. And so <laughs> the next day we realized, oh crap, we built the wrong audience. We did this totally wrong. And it was because of that that we were able to pivot our entire approach, our entire focus with the screw, and really take it in the direction that we're in this year, which has been (laughs) night and day to where we were last year. I feel like a lot of people can relate to this too. This is kind of like the guessing game in business. You know what I mean? It's like a lot of people play this game at the start and most people lose. It's like, I'm going to guess that this is what people want and I'm going to spend the next three months making it mm-hmm. and see what happens. And, you know, occasionally it, occasionally it does work, but it's kind of like, like going out into the mountain and just trying to find gold instead of like taking a drill out and like drilling in lots of different places until you find the gold. 
and then you can start digging and bring it up. That's kind of like the analogy that I sort of think of when it comes to this guessing game. That was a rugged analogy. Do you like that analogy? I actually (laughs) love that analogy because I'm obsessed with the show Gold Rush. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) But guys, let's even take this to the next level because, you know, we've done this and taken to the next level in person. And I think it's so important for us to do this with Fire Nation right now because, listen, Fire Nation, the most important question that you can ask your audience, like Josh and Joe should have sent 500 replies to those 500 emails and just ask them this question. What are you struggling with? And then just listen. And they would have come across with probably a ton of different things because as Jill and Josh said, they weren't exactly building the right audience, but that would have clued them off right then that, whoa, these actually aren't even the people that we should be trying to attract anyways. And that could have helped them pivot right then and there. But then when they start getting those answers that are really hitting their core, what are they struggling with? And they're just tabulating them up and they're seeing, wow, this is, these are really some questions and some problems and some pain points that we can create the solutions for. Then do you go and create that product, Jill and Josh? (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) What do you do? You pre-sell it. It's it's the first thing that you do is you pre-sell it to confirm (laughs) because you have to confirm that this is exactly what people are struggling with. Exactly. You pre-sell Fire Nation, that product. Now, I'm going to stop stealing the thunder Uh and the lightning (laughs) of Jill and Josh. This is just tantalizing bait, you guys. Fire Nation right now is like, okay, I get it. You don't pre-sell, but what does that even mean? So now, we're going to talk about the biggest lesson that you learned from that failure moment before we even move on. So take it away. Apart from understanding how much Jill can cry... um, much water I have inside. The the thing that we worked out was we discovered who our audience were Mm -hmm. at that time. That was a a big thing because we weren't sure. We had an idea of who they were, but we didn't exactly know. So as a result of that, it pretty much changed the entire direction of Screw the 9 to 5. So off the back of that failure, we, we realized that after speaking to people, a lot of people thought we were like a travel blog. Yeah. They were looking at us because we live in, in Thailand. We've right. traveled around the world and, and things like that. And they thought that we were a travel blog and they didn't take our business advice seriously. So we totally rebranded the site. We changed the way it looks. We changed the content that we were putting up that we were delivering mm-hmm. to our audience. And we moved towards a direction that was more targeted towards business, still with the lifestyle aspects, because, you know, that's something that we enjoy in our lives. We love traveling. We love being in different places, but we really wanted to focus more so on the business advice and uh, move towards building an audience that would be more related to that. My biggest takeaway from this, guys, is that you always need to have the pulse of your audience. You always Mm -hmm. need to be engaging and drawing up for them. Hey, like, what do you see us as? Like, what are some things you think we're doing good? What are some things you think we're doing bad? I mean, just have a pulse of your audience so you do know that you are creating the right audience. And Jill, we're now going to segue. <laughs> we're going to segue to another story. And this story is of an epiphany, an aha moment, a light bulb that you two had at some point in your journey. So Jill, take it away. All right. So I think our biggest light bulb moment, we were sitting at a coffee shop here in Chiang Mai and Josh just said at the time we had a a training product on affiliate marketing and Josh was like, well, we should, we should ask people what they want us to add into the training product or what we could create as maybe an introductory product. And I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. So we sent an email saying, can we call you? And we just asked people saying like, We'd love to hop on Skype with you to figure out what you're struggling with, where you're at with your business, and what you would love to learn. And we got back about, we expected maybe five or 10. <laughs> we got back over 200 responses. Uh, yeah, it was crazy. And I, and I replied to each and every one of them. And I think that's the light bulb moment because once you start, once you get that feedback, sure, you could take it and implement it and, and be off to the races. Or you could take it, implement it, and all that sort of jazz, but you could also reply to each and every person. I know that's not scalable. I know that's time-consuming. But the the relationship I locked in with those people is ridiculous. Like, they still email me. We still chat. And because of that, we were able to pre-sell our new program, Screw You, 
to these people on just an idea. Fire Nation, Jill is completely correct. That's not scalable, having those one-on-one conversations. But guess what? What you create from that is incredibly scalable. And that's mm-hmm. the power. So go ahead, Josh. The aha moment in that was pretty interesting because we sent this email out. We said, can we call you? And I mean, the actual email was, tell us your story. And then we were going to call a certain number of people based off the stories that we hear. And um, in that story, we asked them what they want to know about affiliate marketing. So, out of those 200, there was more like 250 people who replied, about 80% of them asked questions unrelated to affiliate marketing. And that was polling an affiliate marketing list. (laughs) So, So we're like, oh. We were like, aha. Yep. (laughs) Ding. Okay. (laughs) So I think that would be our biggest light bulb is realizing that while we thought we were building an audience interested in affiliate marketing, most of them, I think, just didn't know what affiliate marketing was and they just wanted to build a business online based around something they love. So that was our light bulb moment thinking, oh my God, this is screw you. Now we can create screw you. And so, like I said, we threw it out there and pre-sold it. Okay, now I'm having some fun and I really want to continue to unpackage this because I know Fire Nation is just like, whoa, okay. They made this complete pivot because they actually decided to trade some time and actually talk to people and then they got this aha moment, this epiphany. Now, what next? What are the next steps that, that you two took to actually start unpacking this and turning it into what it is today? Well, we started brainstorming like mofos. So we... <laughs> started laying out what screw you could be. And just so, cause it's quite a bold name. Screw you is screw university, not you as in John. It's not like Y O U it's you. Yeah, exactly. Just so everyone's like rude. Um, <laughs> so we started brainstorming. We started from the bottom to exactly like what's making us money today. And so we, created a program or a training community based around everything that's worked in our business for the last year and what we could teach the how of. So we wanted to teach not just the concepts behind it all, but actually how to do it. So you're not, you know, paying for access to a community and you learn like, oh, okay, I need to figure out what my USP is. Okay, how do I do that? Or I need to set up a website. Okay, how do I do that? We wanted to answer that question. So, you know what you know what's really cool, John, is that so we got a number of people on the phone and when we got them on the phone, we decided to use this empathy map tool that we found, which is basically discovering what people are saying, what people are thinking or feeling, what they're hearing in their everyday lives and uh, also their pain points and their gain points. So we talk to people and we just ask them what their stories are. We ask them what they're struggling with. And we literally just sat there and just wrote down notes. We wrote down exactly what they were saying for Mm -hmm. like 20 people, wrote down all this information. And by the end of it, we had 20 of these empathy maps with all this amazing information. And what was really cool is some of the information actually overlapped. So some people were saying the same things over and over again. Mm -hmm. And it really helped us to kind of formulate what it is that we need to provide um, our audience as a whole, uh, as far as a product or service goes. Yeah. And it helped us, like Josh said, identify the common language and phrases so that we could use those in our sales page, in our webinar pitches, in the content itself, being able to tailor lessons or modules to certain people's, you know, concrete problems. And so, yeah, we just poured back over our notes. We recorded all of it. We had our right-hand woman go through all of them and write down all the different common phrases and pain points. She had to listen to a lot of stuff. Yeah, (laughs) poor girl. (laughs) But she's a trooper. Um, So it just gave us some serious insight so we could talk to our audience and not at them. Now, this is where I want to give you guys some massive kudos because... In the Philippines, one of my two presentations was solely on webinars. I was just Mm -hmm. talking about the power of webinars, how we at the time were doing 86% of our sales for Paradise on webinars. Since that point, uh, it's up now to 91% of our sales for Podcasters Paradise are webinars. Something that came out for me from um, Tropical Think Tank was creating a webinar course called Webinar on Fire because I just am such a believer in it. And you know, webinars terrify people. I mean, we have Pat mm-hmm. Flynn 
two podcasts. You know, he has actually three podcasts. You know, massive figure. He speaks on stages in front of thousands of people sometimes. And he's admittingly terrified of doing webinars. So of all the people at Tropical Think Tank, the only two people, and you guys are our team, that have actually come out and been doing webinars on a consistent basis are you guys. So kudos for that because I know that you're seeing amazing results from that. Now, let's talk a little bit about the, that process you took after creating the wireframe, getting the empathy map, and getting the points down that you wanted. What was the process you took to get this actual product in front of people, pre-sell, and then get it to market? So what we did is... As I said, we, we took that all the empathy maps and we created an, an outline of what we believed Screw You could be. And we based that off what people wanted, what they were saying uh, in these interviews. And then all we did is we ran a bunch of Facebook ads over the course of about two weeks to our own audience as well. And we created a webinar that basically taught some of the principles that we would teach within Screw You, plus we then outlined what they were going to get um, if they bought in prior to the actual course being built. So uh, it was actually a really cool webinar that we ran out to our audience. Uh, we ended up pre-selling and we got about, we got like 30 people in now at uh, pre-sold, which is a little bit cheaper than what it's going to cost on the actual launch. Um, but what's fantastic about this is that we don't now have to come up with the content ourselves. Um, that's kind of like going off on a tangent a little bit. We don't have to come up with the, with the content ourselves. We can just talk to our existing, what Jill has, she's called them the original gangsters, basically. <laughs> the OGs. The OGs. <laughs> and, uh, and we could talk to them and just, just confirm ideas with them as we're building the course. So we know now that we're able to develop something that is, perfectly tailor-made to what our audience requires. So that's the kind of process we went through. We, we set up Facebook ads, very simple. It didn't cost us a lot of money because we're running to our own audience. And then we uh, pre-sold off the back of a webinar. Mm-hmm. And I think one key takeaway is like, maybe there's a more streamlined way of doing it. But I think the real key when you're really trying to create something that matters to you and to your audience is to put in the legwork, you know, because not a lot of people will do that. A lot of people will be like, nah, I have a good idea and they'll just run with it. But if you really take the time to put in that legwork and to put in the hours and to talk to people, it makes all the difference. And they realize that you're out there to help them, not just make money off them. And I think that's where that's what really sets it apart. Yeah, another thing that we're really noticing now too is when you do a webinar, you may have a lot of people on that webinar who don't buy then. Mm-hmm. However, you've created such a strong relationship with them. Maybe they're not ready to purchase at that time, but you've created such a strong relationship on that webinar because you are speaking directly to them. You are teaching them for like an hour and a half. And when they are ready, say a few months down the track, they're going to go straight to you because they trust you because you have forged that relationship with them off mm-hmm. the back of that webinar. So I'm actually going to go out on a ledge here and actually say that I do believe that what you two did is the most streamlined way to build a product, a community, a service that matters. And those are the key words in that, that matters. You know, anybody can come up with a really streamlined way to get something out there, run a bunch of Facebook ads to a $97 product that's a one-time buy and then they go off and do it. What you two are building is a brand. You're building a community. You're building, you know, what's going to turn into something that's going to create a massive movement. And that always is going to take legwork. So Fire Nation, if you have 10, 12 people a week signing up to your email list, instead of being sad about that, look at that as an opportunity to engage with every single Mm -hmm. one of them, offer them a 15 minute consult call and just say, Hey, you know, I had my virtual assistant poll and poll, you know, 10 names and they don't have to know that they were the only 10 names on the list, but they they pulled 10 (laughs) names. And Josh, I love what you said about the, you know, the bonding. I mean, when you have people on a webinar and you're just giving, giving, giving value, that bond, it's almost like you're in the room there with them. It's so powerful. And the fact that you guys went and pre-sold, the only way people actually vote Fire Nation is with their wallet. People told me all day long, they were going to join my first iteration of Podcasters Paradise pod platform. I got a huge list of people saying, yeah, we want that. We want that. We want that. Opened it up. 
nothing. Crickets. Yeah. I went back and did it the way that you two did it for round two with Podcasters Paradise. Now we're sitting on 11 months in and $1.2 million in sales because I did it the right way. I had people vote with their wallet. So I knew before Kate and I sat down and you know spent those months creating it, it was something that was wanted and needed. So yeah. Again, standing ovation to the two of you guys. I continue just to be proud watching what you're doing. And and what is something that you want to share with Fire Nation that's kind of come out from this experience of building something that matters and, and building a community that is looking to you, you know, as the people that are taking them through this entrepreneurial wasteland? What we didn't expect, and this is like a really cool thing, this is kind of like an extra bonus, is that the people who are jumping in as our OGs now or the people we're getting on the phone with or the people we're really communicating with in depth are actually like, and this is, I know it's going to sound corny or whatever, but they're actually becoming our friends now as well. Yeah. So, uh-huh. we're actually building <laughs> new friendships with these people that we didn't even expect. We were like, oh no, everyone's going to be customers of ours and, and they'll see us as people that they just want to buy off. But that's not how it is. That's not how it's gone down at all. They actually see us as colleagues and we see them as colleagues as well. And we want to see them succeed because we know that the success that, that they make is directly correlated to our own success. Totally. So, it, it's like it's one of those extra things that's kind of like sort of made us really appreciate what it is that we do a lot more now. Mm-hmm. And we, we were finding it so difficult to find the appreciation of having this kind of business when we weren't getting the results we wanted. And we realized that it wasn't about the results that we wanted. It was about the results that that our audience wanted. So in translation, zero sales equals ugly cry. 30 sales, (laughs) Jill, it equals hand hugs. Hand hugs. (laughs) Hand hugs and happy wiggles. I'm so excited. I was the first person to bring that word up. I thought it was going to be you, Jill, but I I got to it first. Dude, I was waiting for the perfect time. Again, you stole it from me. (laughs) A couple of hand hand hugs just came out on Entrepreneurial Fire. (laughs) And wiggles. It needed it. It needed it. (laughs) All right, you two. So let's bring things to present time. Let's talk about you two today. I mean, you're in Chiang Mai. You're rocking and rolling. You have a lot of different things things going on. What is one thing you want to share with Fire Nation right now today that just has you fired up? Well, for me, it it has to be screw you. Like I leap out of bed (laughs) excited (laughs) to check my Facebook group. And it's the one excuse I have to make Facebook not a time waster. Right. Because I'm like, no, it's research. I'm just connecting. Um, And I just love chatting with them. I love watching them form their own mastermind groups, um, their own accountability groups, and really give us feedback. And I just, I really dig the interaction we have with them. It's the one thing that's, I I would say it's the one thing so far in our journey that's really made me feel like we are doing the right thing right now. Like we're helping people. We're on the right track. I'm aligned with it. I feel good about it. And it's all good. I love that. And John, um, my thing is that we've got a couple of talks coming up oh, yeah. where we're going to be getting up on stage for the first time. And although scary as it is, oh. uh, we're super excited about that. So we're going to be talking at um, DC Bangkok, which is DC is the Dynamite Circle, which is the sort of digital nomad forum we're a part of. There's going to be 300 people there um, we're going to be speaking in front of, which is going to be fantastic. Uh so for me, it's, it's kind of like moving towards that, um, that kind of like getting, getting in front of more people, uh, doing more live events and, and moving towards that in our future. And I think that ties into what you were saying earlier in this episode, John, is like when you got the call from Creative Live, you're like, oh, I can't do it, can't blah, do blah, 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 this and that. Like I felt the exact same way with the DC talk. I was like, oh, my God, I'm so scared of it. I'm so frightened. I don't know why I'm just like petrified of, of public speaking. It, and I remember we were chatting with you on your balcony in San Diego and you're like, you have to do talks. You have to do talks. And the minute that that email came in saying, all right, we'd love to have you guys speak. I was like, oh, my God, it's one of those moments I, I recall <laughs> where you it, have definitely. to go through it. You have to move towards your fear because on the other side of that is where the magic happens. <laughs> I, I recall it perfectly. So I came home that day. And Jill was all white faced, <laughs> like seen a ghost. And I said, well, "What? What's wrong? What happened?" I thought like like someone died or something. Right. And and she said, oh, "We um, got asked to speak at DC Bangkok." 
I was like, yes. Right. And this I'm is like, awesome. And, and I'm like dry heaving in the back. <laughs> like, I don't know how to handle this. But it's funny, I guess like we're sort of the opposite of Pat then. So we feel comfortable doing webinars, but we haven't yet kind of gotten up on stage and yeah. spoken in front of people. So it's going to be interesting. It's going to be fun. I'm excited for it. And the beauty is we're doing it together. So mostly Josh can do all the talking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> as soon as that girl gets on stage, Josh, you know where the microphone is going. I'm yeah. going to be like, hello. Exactly. <laughs> so you two, we could chat all day about our upcoming Mexico trip, about our time back in the Philippines, about your Bangkok talk, about so many great things that are going on. But we are about to enter the lightning round. But before we do, let's take a minute to thank our sponsors. As entrepreneurs and small business owners, we have a lot on our plate. Everything from making sure we have the right systems in place to making sure our accounting is in good hands are top priorities. What if I told you I knew of an online accounting software that was born in the cloud so you can manage your accounting anytime from anywhere? It's called Zero, and it's the online accounting software and platform for your small business. That's X-E-R-O. With Zero, it doesn't matter if your business is brick and mortar or online. Either way, Zero gives you access to manage your invoices, track your expenses, and even process mobile payments on the go. Did I mention they're one of the few platforms that helps with cash flow management too? See for yourself. Sign up for a free 30-day trial at zero.com slash podcast. That's X-E-R-O dot com slash podcast. Special bonus, Zero will randomly select five people per month who sign up for a trial to receive a mystery box of goodies from a business that already swears by Zero. I'm realizing more and more that video courses provide one of the most powerful learning tools available on the internet today. Your ability to follow an expert as they walk through a particular program or topic, all while going at your own pace, is unlike any other type of online learning. In fact, I literally learned how to podcast through watching video tutorials online. That's why I'm such a huge fan of lynda.com. lynda.com offers unlimited access to over 100,000 video tutorials, all taught by industry experts. You can check out tutorials like exploring entrepreneurship fundamentals or even tutorials on leadership and productivity, both of which are skills that we as entrepreneurs can always be improving upon. Lynda.com truly has it all. Because of how integral Lynda.com has been to the progress of my learning, I've worked out a deal to give you a special offer. Access the entire library free for seven days. Visit Lynda.com slash fire. That's L-Y-N-D-A dot com slash fire. Jill and Josh, welcome to the lightning round where you get to share incredible resources and mind-blowing answers. Sound like a plan? It is. Hell yeah. (laughs) What was holding you back from becoming an entrepreneur? I was thinking about this because I don't know if anything really held us back, but I would say that, you know, when you start to tell people about an idea of yours for a business and they're all nine to fivers and they don't really get it. They start to subtly, and I think subconsciously, undermine your ideas. And when that happens, you start to second guess yourself. So I think if anything was to hold us back, it was just people being like, oh, okay, well, what will you do if that doesn't make money? You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like always being like allowing you to doubt yourself instead of encouraging you. And if anything, I would say that that is what held me back. But again, we powered through it. What would you say? Yeah, I think a lot of people can relate to that as well. Like this is something that everyone goes through. The funny thing is when you first going into business, you don't even really know you're going into business. Like you don't, you don't say to people, Hey, I'm now deciding to be an entrepreneur. You don't do that. You actually come up with an idea and an idea that that could turn into a business. And you tell people, you say, Hey, I've got this idea that I think could be a really good business. What do you guys think? And because a lot of people don't understand that world, you know, everyone, most people are conditioned to go through, um, you know, go to school, go to university, get a job. That is very difficult for them to relate to it. So it's hard for them to give you advice on what to do. So I think like that's one of the things that hold, that held me back a little bit Mm -hmm. at the start. I'm the youngest of five siblings. So (laughs) I've got three older brothers who would just give me, you know, crap all the time or whatever. (laughs) So if I would come up with something, actually the first business idea, I don't know if we have time to tell this oh, story. Oh, yeah, let's hear it. Interesting. <laughs> so, my first business I love this. was I went through Frank Kern's course years ago and it was about um, setting up, about creating ebooks and selling those ebooks um, using AdWords. At the time, you could get like five cent clicks on AdWords. Now, it's like $5 per click. <laughs> uh, 
And I came up with the idea based off search volume to create an ebook that would teach people how to take better care of their goldfish. <laughs> and of course, when I told my brothers about this, they were like, you're crazy. What, what you, what's, what's the matter with you? You don't even own I a goldfish. We need to send Josh to the asylum. Uh, and in order to come up with that money, because I was young at the time, I didn't have any money, I sold my set of golf clubs. Um, I hocked them off in order to get this book and website designed and created. And the following week after I'd hocked off the golf clubs, my brother asked me if I wanted to play golf. And I told him, I can't play golf today. And he said, why? And I said, I don't have any golf clubs. So where's your golf clubs? I said, I had to sell them so I could get this book made to teach people how to better take care of their goldfish. <laughs> and it was sort of at that moment that he sort of ignored me for the next few months because he did think I was crazy. But what's amazing about this is that book has made in its entirety over $10,000. So, it's wow. easily paid off a lot more than the cost of those golf clubs. Guys, goldfish. Seriously. That is fascinating. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> oh, I love that story. So, moving on. What is the best <laughs> advice you've ever received? The best piece of advice I've read, maybe not received myself, has been um, from Danielle Laporte. And she says, don't take it personally. Whether you fail, whether you succeed, whether you get hated on or whether you get praised, don't take it personally. Just stay hungry and stay humble and you'll always have success. And I love that because you think about it. When people start getting a whole bunch of praise, they let it go to their head. And then what typically happens is they stop trying as hard because they're like, oh, I am in the zone. I am killing it right now. And then they stop doing a lot of the things that got them to that point where they started getting this praise. So if you don't take it personally, you always stay humble and you always stay hungry and moving forward in your business. Like, what, or, or, excuse me, alternatively, if you take all the criticism personally, you know, it'll sort of slow you down. It'll make you second guess yourself, doubt yourself when really you just have to stay true to what you believe in and keep grinding. I love that. That's beautiful. <laughs> oh, you guys having a moment? I'll close my eyes. <laughs> We're hand-hugging over here. Don't be jealous. <laughs> Uber jealous. What about you, Josh? Actually, my best piece of advice has just come up recently at, um, at Pat and Chris's one day business boot camp in San Diego. And it was sort of like a, a short moment where Pat sort of said, we're talking about, uh, there was one guy who was talking about, you know, his numbers weren't working out and, you know, he was trying to, he was focusing on the numbers, on the numbers, on the numbers. And then Pat said, yeah, but there's also, there are also people as well. There are also human beings as well. They're not just numbers, you know, you're dealing with people. And I think that was like a huge kind of moment for me because it made me realize that our audience, the people on our list, they're not just numbers on a list. They're actual human beings with real stories, real desires, uh, real problems that they're having. And, you know, it was, it was a huge thing. It's kind of the reason why we sort of moved towards what we're doing right now with Screw You. And I would just say real fast, I have another piece of advice. I wasn't going to bring it up, but it really impacted me. And it's actually from you, not to be a suck up or anything. Always love it. <laughs> Take all the time you need, Jill. I'm, I'm actually muting well, Josh right now. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. And leave it like that. <laughs> no. And it's three words you said to me in Cebu. And I remember I was saying, oh, I reached out to this person and it didn't go well or you know, this happened and it sort of like set me back in my tracks and you were like, first off, get over it. And I was just like, <laughs> that sounds like me. <laughs> I was like, That's not what I want to hear. But it was so useful. It's been such a mantra for mine. Anytime I'm like, oh, I feel so lame doing that. Or I don't want to ask someone for that because I feel weird asking for it. I'm like, no, get over it. Just do it. <laughs> this is business. <laughs> and Fire Nation, I immediately gave her a hand hung afterwards, so we were friends Obviously. immediately. <laughs> so, <laughs> Besties for life. <laughs> I think that was the first hand hug. <laughs> Jill, share one of your personal habits that you believe contributes to your success. Yeah, so I call my morning routine my ritual to riches. <laughs> yes. And I try to be as diligent with it as I can. I mean, on mornings where I wake up at 4.30 in the morning, <laughs> today, um, maybe it doesn't happen. But typically, I wake up and I go for a workout straight away. 
And then I come home and I have my green smoothie and I shower, get ready, all that sort of stuff. And then I meditate and visualize. And that has served me so well to just keep my focus right, get my head in the game and, you know, keep focusing on the things that matter to me and sort of get rid of all the stuff that can pop up that doesn't really serve you. So my ritual to riches is like my number one every morning got to do it kind of thing. Love it. Mine is uh, I have to work out like every day. If if I don't, don't then yeah. I'll lose my mind. So right now I've busted my knee up a little bit. No. Uh, doing CrossFit. Yeah. Oh my God, don't even get this guy started on CrossFit. He doesn't <laughs> shut up about it. I'm actually kind of stoked he hurt his knee because he hasn't talked about CrossFit for a week. I'm stoked he hurt his knee. <laughs> this, is, this is what I'm dealing with here. Oh. Okay, work so, out, Josh. Yeah, go ahead. It's, it's the thing that, yeah, it's the thing I have to do. Um, and if I don't do it, I haven't been able to do it this week, then I get a little bit sort of moody, a little bit stir crazy and everything like that is going to roll over into your business. So, I, I mean, I think a lot of people kind of go through this too. A lot of people who are in business have to have some kind of workout routine. I know you're mm-hmm. definitely the same as well. Oh, yeah. I mean, you have a freaking pull-up bar in your doorway. Yeah. Do we, do we have a pull-up <laughs> bar challenge, Jill? I forget. Uh, oh. Well, A, you would have crushed me. <laughs> no, I don't speak in the I past tense, I inches. did crush you, but you tried. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm easily that girl who's like pulled herself one inch off of, off the ground. I'm like, oh, I hurt, I hurt my arm. Can't do <laughs> so you two, do you have an internet resource like an Evernote that you're just in love with that you can share with our listeners? I personally love Focus at Will. Like I use it almost every single day. That's probably my number one. What about you? I mean, one of the things that we use, and I know it's kind of like a boring one, but lead pages is mm. a thing that really helped change our business. And it's made it so easy for us to to build those, those opt-in pages that we weren't able to do before in the past. It was kind of annoying really trying to figure out the whole process of what is going to work as far as a squeeze page goes. So lead pages has really made that easy for us and we use it constantly. I mean, our, our lead pages account, it probably, it's probably got like 50 lead pages in it now. Oh yeah. Maybe. Jeez. <laughs> yeah. 50 pages of lead pages. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, a really cool a thing one. too is uh, lucid chart, which is kind of like an online whiteboard, right? So you can kind of map out things. You can share that with, with other people in your team as well. So if, you, if you're all trying to like work on the same sort of um, chart or whatever, you can all jump in there and, and make edits in real time, which is mm-hmm. really cool. So that's Lucid Chart. Lucid Chart, Lead Pages, and Focus at Will. Fire Nation. And guys, if you could recommend one book for our listeners, what would it be and why? We thought about this a lot, actually. And the book that we decided to come up with is called Abundance. And... It's basically, it's basically, it's a book by Peter Diamandis. I'm not sure if you've read it, John, where he discusses the fact that all of us are kind of created in a way to only see things locally. So we only understand our, our problems around us within our local area. So within our small village of like 150 people. But the truth is, is that we're now, we now have access to the entire world. So as a result of that, we can't understand what big problems are that are going on in the world and we sort of see them as problems and we don't see them, we don't really see things as, we don't really see good things happening in the world on a large scale. So, this kind of like, it sort of made made me aware of actually there's a lot of really good things happening in the world right now, a ton of good things in the world. There is so much abundance going on in the world right now and that the reason why a lot of people can't see that is because we can only understand what's going on around us in this very small localized area. So for me, it was kind of like, like an like an eye opener and allowed me to sort of realize that, hey, there is so much abundance. There is so much that I can do in my life and I'm going to take advantage of it. I loved uh, Losing My Virginity by Richard Branson. I devoured that on a plane. Well, a few planes. It's quite long. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but I just, I'm a really bad reader. That's why I sort of deferred to Josh for this answer because I typically stick to webinars, podcasts, videos, and blog posts. But um, read, Losing My Virginity, I absolutely loved. I really loved his take on business and how he kept pushing through. And 
he's such a daredevil. I don't know. He's just a really cool dude, and his story is is I found it quite. He's good. really good looking too. Yeah, <laughs> I knew you dug silver foxes. <laughs> oh, that mane. I just love it. But Fire Nation, <laughs> I know that you love audio. So if you haven't already, you can get an amazing audiobook like either one of these for free at eofirebook.com. That's eofirebook.com. Jill, Josh, this next question's the last of the lightning round, but it is a doozy. Imagine you woke up tomorrow morning in a brand new world, identical to Earth, but you knew no one except for each other. You still have all the experience and knowledge you currently have, your food and shelter taken care of, but all you have is a laptop and $500. What would you do in the next seven days? Okay, so this is something we had to think about a lot. And what we realized is that we took a look at what it was that's created the most amount of success for us in the past and not only success uh, in the long term, but mostly in the short term, what's happened really quickly. And the thing that we've turned to, well, that we would turn to would be Facebook ads. So, we would follow the same procedure that we've followed to pre-sell Screw You. So, you know, we would maybe run some ads in order to get people on a webinar that we could then go ahead and uh, pre-sell our own product before getting it up and running. It's probably the fastest way to at least triple your income um, as a result of doing that. So, I mean, the average ROI that we've seen with Facebook ads is is humongous, you know, is is 500%. That's how much money we've been able to make from Facebook ads over the, over the long term. So, that would be our quick short-term solution. And I was actually going to do something a bit more risque, imagine that, because we're in <laughs> Southeast Asia. So, I was like, $500? We could do so much with that here. <laughs> Fly down to the beaches, have, you know, cocktails with umbrellas in them. But I guess we're talking <laughs> entrepreneurship here, so I should reel it in. <laughs> reel it in. We could do like a an underground uh, thing with like the Thai mafia or something like that. Okay, let's stop. Are we going too far? <laughs> Way too far. No such thing. I was thinking that Jill, you were going to actually introduce hand hugging to this new world. That was what I was thinking you were going for. I mean, I was going to work it in, but you you stole my thunder. That's, you know, that's well, kind of that's kind of what I'm doing today. <laughs> Go ahead, Josh. Well, if we're able to make $10,000 teach people how to improve the health of their goldfish, then I think there's a possibility <laughs> of making the same kind of money we teach people how to hand hug. People definitely need to know the proper form because it can be tricky to get your pinky and your thumb around something. Yeah, hands. I still struggle <laughs> with it. And I mean, we're not even going to get into like hands right now, Jill, and you know why. But <laughs> Jill, Josh. I have the biggest hands. <laughs> Okay, you went there. That's great. Uh, let's end today literally on fire with you both sharing one parting piece of guidance. The best way that we can connect with you, then we'll say goodbye. So I guess my parting piece of guidance would be, you know, that moment where you sort of you're struggling and you're sort of like, this is where most people would give up. This is where people would throw in the towel. That's where you have to push through. That's the moment where you have to, you know, pull up your skirt and get down to business <laughs> because it's there that most people would give up. And if you can push past that discomfort, that fear, that's where, you know, all the magic happens and where you'll really find your success. And what I mean, throughout my journey, I've realized that there's been ups and downs. There's always going to be ups and downs. But the one thing that I've always been able to come back to, maybe it's because I live in Thailand and, the, and there's Buddhist monks kind of roaming the streets everywhere, but <laughs> it's, to, it's to relax, is to relax and just enjoy the journey. Because the thing is, you're going to reach your goals. That's going to happen. But you want to make sure that the journey that you're going through to reach those goals is one of a relaxed nature so you can actually enjoy your life along the way. How opposite were our pieces of advice? I'm like, keep pushing. Josh like, just relax. <laughs> but they do, they really do work together. And what I love about with what you said, Jill, specifically is, you know, when you get to that moment, and this is where I really want Fire Nation to try to take a second and absorb this. When you get to that moment that you are just, you're like, you know what, I'm going to give up. Instead, if you can kind of just shift your mind a little bit and say, 
I'm actually excited that I've reached this moment because right now, hundreds and thousands of people around the world are reaching this moment and they're all giving up. So if I am that one person that doesn't give up, and this is where I can actually get ahead and leapfrog up and become that 1%, that is where, as Jill would say, all the magic happens. So (laughs) share with us, you two, the best way that we can connect with Jill and Josh. Well, the easiest way would just be to hit up screwthe9to5.com. Obviously, we're also on Facebook. It's facebook.com slash say no to nine to five. And that's all spelt out. No numbers. And Josh, if I'm not mistaken, you guys have something pretty cool for Fire Nation today? We do. We do, in fact. So we're going to be giving away two scholarships to Screw You. That's Screw University. Oh, we are currently uh, we're currently <laughs> in pre-sale right now. So we're building out this course right now. We're going to be launching it November 18th. And we're going to be giving away two free scholarships to Fire Nation. And in order to uh, sign up for that, to potentially become one of those scholarships, you can go to screwthe9to5.com forward slash fire. Screw the nine to five dot com slash fire. Fire Nation, this is just a huge benefit of you sticking around for almost 49 minutes during this exceptionally (laughs) awesome, albeit long, interview with (laughs) two of my favorite entrepreneurs in this world. So take it from me, this is a scholarship you want to apply for. This is a scholarship you want to win. And if you lose, then pony up and pay the dollars to get in because these guys are going to make things happen for you. And Fire Nation, you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. And you have been hanging out with Jill, Josh, and myself today. So keep up the heat and just find two other people that are pretty cool as well. (laughs) Head over to eofire.com, type in Jill or Josh or Jill and Josh in the search bar. Their show notes page will pop right up. And you too. Thank you for sharing your journey with Fire Nation today. And for that, we salute you and we'll catch you on the flip side. Thanks so much, John. Thanks, John. Fire Nation, you'll be prepared to launch your podcast, John Lee Dumas style, after attending the free podcast workshop that Kate and I host every week. Text PARADISE to 38470 to claim your spot today. Thank you so much for joining us today on Entrepreneur on Fire. Head on over to eofire.com for full recaps of every show, our amazing blog articles and resources, and just plain fun. Your entrepreneurial journey awaits, so prepare to ignite.